Zach? What? Where are we? We're in space, Matthew. Well, yes. Yes, we are. But where in space? On the couch. Okay. Well... In Sector 9. I suppose... Sector Planet 9. I suppose one would say this is the next installment. Yes. The next set. Yes. The next phase of Wolfpack Productions. Yes. Is right here on this couch in space. In space. We're... Trapped in space. We're in space. Space. Do we need anything to protect our faces and bodies from imploding and suffocating? We got we got like an hour before we implode. So well, perfect. So we have just enough time for a show. Just enough time to get our get our minds straight. Okay, perfect. So let's get on with it. We need we need all to right. go go all right, go all right. go go. Everyone, this is the Wolf Pat Podcast. In space. As always, we got links down in the description for our Facebook, Instagram, all that social media. Twitter? Stuff. Twitter, yes. All down in the description. Click the link down there if you want to subscribe to us on Twitter. Also, even in space, there is Patreon down there in the description. You can give us $1 every single month to get your content early every single week. Wow. That kind of flowed off the tongue, didn't it? Or $2 for a topic request on the show. Also, we got our highlights channel down there. Yes. It's as empty as space. It is. Also down there, as always, we have timestamps. Yes, if you yeah, if you want to hop around yeah. this episode of the show, you can go down there in the description and find what topic you want to hear about. Yes, yes, we're we're in space right now, but we're still going to talk about some some earthly business. Yes, some yes, earthly yes. business. Also, we're going to watch the 1976 Dawn of the Dead movie by George Romero for Wolfpack Movie Club homework segment. Woo. That is my pick. It is my segment now. Matthew, get out of here. It is now my segment. This is my show. I have taken over the Wolfpack Movie Club homework segment. But this week, we're talking you're next. You're next. You're next. You're next. I'm next. I'm not next. You're next. This is the Wolfpack Podcast, everyone. Episode 32. Buckle up because we are in space and you will float away if you don't. Here we are in a new set, in a new location. And let's get on with it. Let's get the show on the road, let's, everyone. Let's just get it over See with. You. Here we go. See you later, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hello, Matthew. Uh, this is the new set. Hi. We're in space. We're just barreling through space right now. Yes, we are. How are, how are you enjoying space so far? I'll be honest with you. I'm terrified. You're terrified? But I, I'm I excited like, still. Yeah, I'm I, I'm excited. Slightly at 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 what's end? Yeah, I'm I'm I think I'm having an existential crisis as we speak, as we plummet through the void. The void. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is uh, very intense right now. I am very scared. It is. Um, but uh. To, to ease our minds and to distract us from that which is the, the infinite void. unknown. Yes, the void. Uh, we have movie stuff to talk about today. Yeah, we got we some have plenty to stuff. speak about. So, Matthew, 
What's new with you? What's new with me? What's new with you? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I watched a movie. What's that? I watched a few movies. But one movie that last week I didn't get to talk about because I hadn't finished yet. But I will now talk about is Fatal Attraction. Now, what is Fatal Attraction? Fatal Attraction. Is that the one with the cross-legged Sharon Stone? No, but very similar. Take out Sharon Stone... Take out the murder, keep the crazy lady, put Glenn Close in, and you've oh, got Fatal Attraction. That one. Yeah. Still Michael Douglas, though. He just has terrible taste in women, man. That's he just insane. he goes after these wild girls. So he just likes the, the crazy ones. Yeah, so Fatal Attraction is Michael Douglas. He works at this, whatever, some company. He's a lawyer, actually. Uh-huh. He's a lawyer, and uh, the new girl shows up at the office, Glenn Close. Now, mind you, Michael Douglas is a married man with a daughter who looks like a boy. Like, it's very hard to determine whether this daughter is a boy or a girl. If you see the movie, you'll definitely understand. Uh-huh. Um, he has a beautiful wife at home. He has a beautiful kid. They're looking to get property outside the city. But you know what? Temptation gets the and best lust. of Michael Douglas. And lust. And he gives in, and he goes with Glenn Close for two nights of a romp. Two wonderful nights. Two nights of a romp? Two nights of a romp. Just... Hitting the sack in the bed, Ooh. and they. I saw the edited version, but apparently it just <laughs> you're gets too young. You're too young for it. I didn't think I could handle it, but <laughs> it gets quite raunchy even in the edited version. Where was the edited <clears throat> version? Uh, on TV. Oh, okay. I watched it on my television. <laughs> but how so, the, how was the edited version? I mean, it's still, you got Michael Douglas doing was his, it a his signature. For you? It was a little crazy, man. He, he rips off the clothes. It's intense kissing in the elevator. And this lasts for two nights. And then he says. You closed your eyes at that point. I, I did. I was like, oh. Ah, and, ah, and, I can't see this. And then, after those two wonderful nights, Michael Douglas says, hey, this was just an affair. I have my wife and daughter at home. Uh-huh. This is it between us. So tell me what the exact ending is, because I want everyone to be spoiled of Fatal Attraction. Everyone, Glenn Close is a little wacky. She apparently is pregnant with his son or daughter. Oh, is that a bullshit lie? It might be. She's crazy. We don't know. Yeah. Either way, it ends up being that she follows them out to the country, that beautiful house that they were talking about getting, and uh, it turns into a bloody mess where she's trying to attack his family, and he will do anything he must to protect those he truly loves. And not those he lusts for. Beautiful. Fatal Attraction. Beautiful movie. Go check it out. I feel like I just saw it right now. It's a fun one. It's like Basic Instinct. I think I think I might prefer Basic Instinct. But yeah. uh You prefer the other Michael Douglas lust movie? Yes. It's just very fun to see Michael Douglas be like stressed at work and then he goes after a woman. Yeah. And that's basically I mean, those what, movies. What more do you want from a movie, honestly? Not much. Not honestly, much. I think that's the pinnacle of filmmaking right there. I agree. Now, that's what I watched. Um, is that all you watched? I might have watched a few other things, but I'm going to switch it off to you. What have you seen? What's new? What's with new you? with me? I have watched uh, They Live. Ooh. They Live. I won't talk about it much because I don't want someone on the set to be spoiled of it. Sure. I don't know anything about it. You don't know anything about it? I, I actually. So, uh, John Carpenter 
it, it, they they live is a alien invasion movie. It's an alien invasion movie about this uh, Roddy Piper that goes to uh, basically murder every alien on the world that has taken over the entire Earth, and. It's pretty good. I very much enjoyed it. It was kind of like a 80s Twilight Zone uh, action movie. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And that's about it. All I got to say about They Live. Uh, time to pull Matt from time and back from time and space. La, 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 Matthew, that, that's all I gotta say about that movie. Yeah. What what else have you watched? Boy, oh boy. Let's see. Honestly, with this week with moving and everything, I didn't really get to see too much. We oh. have Regal Unlimited. I haven't even utilized it past seeing Crawl. Yeah. Haven't gotten back to the theater. But I did check something out cool yesterday, which you were already aware of, but was completely new to me, which was Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. So this is a Tell show. I don't know if this is a new show for Netflix, if uh-huh. this was added recently, because I just saw it yesterday. But uh, from 1999, you have this oddball little show where these it's kind of similar, actually, to our theme today, where it's like, oh, you've got people in space talking about movies. So Our theme, we're actually in space. That's true, right. Right. Because in Mystery Science Theater, that's fake. That's fake. We're, but we're actually in space, right? We are in space. Yes, yes. So in Mystery Science Theater, you have these hosts who uh, were sent up to space. Like they're, in, the, in the intro music, it explains like the boss fires them and sends them up to space. And with the, with the materials that they have in their spaceship, they create these robot friends to join them in commentating over movies. Okay. I'm not completely sure exactly what the whole structure of this show is because I've only seen like part of an episode. I don't, I don't. I think that's literally it. And it's a pretty cool idea, even yeah. if that's just it. So, literally, a good portion of the episode is you get like a silhouette of like a guy and two robots, mm-hmm. and they're just making live commentary over B movies. That's awesome. So it's very cool. That. Like, uh, for example, like 20 minutes was just like them talking about this circus movie. It uh-huh. was just like some kind of like documentary type thing, just live footage of a circus, and they're just making jokes. Hmm. And some of them hit and some of them don't, but it is consistently cozy. It is consistently a good time, no alcohol required. No alcohol required at all. So if you want to pop something on that's a little easy to watch, they're each like each episode is maybe like an hour and a half or so. Uh-huh. They're they're solid length hour um episodes so well, if you just want to movies right yeah, yeah yeah but it's like multiple movies they like do multiple oh, things so i don't know yeah. it's like a compilation of smaller movies That's but awesome. but very cool so if you're looking for something to just kind of pop on and watch here and there mm-hmm. i would recommend uh mystery science theater 3000 i might do that once i get a tv back do it once do I it i get a tv back and i'm not barreling through space right now yes so that's what you've been watching you've been watching that Yes. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Kind of fitting for space. It is very fitting. For space. It fits in just perfectly. Just right. So, I have also watched uh, some other movies. Okay. Break Uh, it down for me. I have watched Night of the Living Dead. Mm Mm-hmm. The 1960... No, 1973. I don't remember the date. Okay. It's a George Romero zombie movie. It's the movie that actually created zombies. Mm. It's the movie that basically incepted... That's not a word. 
Yeah, it was the inception of the zombie movie. The, yeah, the inception of the zombie movie, and I really enjoyed it. Very good. So, is this a dated movie? Is it cheesy? Does it hold up? I mean, it, it? it's like obviously it's dated and it's cheesy. It was made for very cheap back in the day. Like I think the inflated numbers was that it was made for like seven hundred thousand dollars. Wow, so, so very cheap. So it was like inflated for now. It's seven hundred thousand dollars back then. It was made for like a hundred thousand. Wow. So. Yeah, it's very like obviously it's cheap and it's a it's a horror movie. It's like a B, not a B horror movie. It's better than a B horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a it's a older movie. It's obviously it's very it looks very dated and stuff. But that's part of the charm of it. Mm-hmm. That's part of the charm of it because watching those like dated horror movies, the charm of it isn't really in like how realistic it looks. The charm mm-hmm. is how much like. Basically, how much like passion and heart went into the production and all that kind of stuff, because you look at like what they did and all like like what they did with the whole zombie thing and like what they did with the house and the set and everything. You just tell it a lot of hard work went into the film, and even if it doesn't come out like really realistic looking, it still is very like movie like. It's a lot of fun to watch something like that. And I think like some of that like probably that that lower budget adds to the novelty yeah. and just like uh like it's like testament to how much it holds up well, still like as a classic kind of. Yeah. Well, and, they also didn't go crazy with it. Yeah. So it it doesn't look as like bad, but also like for me I like seeing like the bad visual effects and everything mm-hmm. cuz I think it it's like it's kind of like heartwarming in a way. And the approach to zombies, like, being the first time doing zombies, yeah. it's not, like, like limbs falling off. No. Not stuff like that. No. How is it? it? The most that they do is that there's, like, a, there's like a decomposed body at the top of the, uh, top of the stairs, but it's really just, like, a skeleton mm-hmm. with, like, eyes in it and, like, some blood. Uh, the most that they do with, like, like, shooting the zombies is, like, literally just, like like some blood flies out of their head. That's mm-hmm. it. There's no like decomposing like bodies. There's like a little bit of like a cheek ripped out of one, but like most of the zombies are just like make a blush, mm-hmm. like make them look really like lifeless and that's it. So they didn't do any of like the crazy visual effects that like Walking Dead does or yeah. the later Romero movies. They all do like the crazy visual effects, but this one's very bare bones like f- like flush skin uh just like basic makeup and all that kind of stuff. Some blood, but most of the time it's just like flush skin. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it, it's like, it's very cool in a way because you, you think that all these like zombie movies need to have like these crazy visual effects and all that kind of stuff. But watching this, it's like, huh, like it, it started out just very simple. And I think it's cool to watch like simple stuff yeah. right now. So. Very cool. Yeah, Very that, cool. That was one of my favorite movies I watched recently. Other than They Live. Yeah. Really they Live was at the top, you think? Yeah. Yeah. That was like my favorite movie, but like in a while. Yeah. But you've been very into the horror movies. Yes. I, I've been very into horror movies lately. Yeah. Because I think like it's not taking itself like too seriously, mm-hmm. but they're also not like goofing around. Yeah. Like they're not just like, like bullshitting their way through a movie. It's like they're still trying to like make a fun movie for the audience and that's like the catch of it that i think is really like cool about horror movies is that it's for the audience Mm -hmm. whereas i think like dramas sometimes get more in the headspace of like i'm doing this for art and i'm doing this for like just for me as like the filmmaker yeah and some horror movies do that also and they get very pretentious sometimes Mm -hmm. but like the 
the slashers and the zombie movies and all these different like different horror movies that are more like less heady. Like they're not like yeah. the the crazy like like abstract horror movie type of thing. And they're they're much more for the audience and making them have a good time, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Horror definitely like it, it like like you were saying, it hits a different kind of like it checks different boxes yeah. than other genres. Yeah, because dra- drama like you're watching a movie to like learn something and like get this like heady experience, but horror is like for you to have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. And like part of the thing that's fun about like the like the older visual effects and the practical stuff that doesn't look like so realistic is uh, that adds to like the fun factor for me because it's yeah. not like I'm like it's not like I'm making fun of them or anything like that. It's like you're watching it and you're like oh. Like they did, like they, yeah, it they adds character. To, yeah, it adds like character to it, and it makes it feel more realistic. And like, there's like people behind it making this thing, rather than like most of the studio horror movies nowadays, kind of having like a sanitized, like just kind of robot feeling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I would like to see more movies nowadays that even just like, especially like for these lower budget movies, mm-hmm. say like the Blumhouse movies, if it were to go for. Uh, like more of like the try to go for the realistic, even like fake realistic blood. Yeah, but just less of like the the digital blood. Yeah, less all that digital kind of stuff. Because like you're going to the like if you're seeing like a bloody horror movie, you want it to be real. Because mm-hmm. that's literally all the movie has going for it right now. Is like you're going to the movie for like the blood and the special effects and all that kind of stuff and see what they can do with it. Mm-hmm. And when you do digital stuff, it's like. Uh, the, it's not that impressive. Like, it doesn't feel that real. Yeah. So. And I, I think just in general with movies, like, you want to make something that's going to last. Yeah. And I think that's part of why something like Night of the Living Dead does last. Because even though it's not, like, realistic blood and everything, you still got this, like, feeling of, like, it's tangible. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, you, it's real on screen, even if it doesn't look, like, real. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's, I, I've been loving like the practical horror movies that are doing mm-hmm. like, the big bloody stuff and the big bloody scenes. Back in the day when I watched like Evil Dead, that was the same feeling where it's like, oh my god, this is so cool. Like it's just like real blood. They're not making like this heady experience. It's just like, man, what's the most fun bloody experience we can make? Yeah, and it's really it's it's a lot of fun. So. Very cool. So aside from older horror movies, we did see a newer horror movie lately. We did. We did. We did. So for the Wolfpack Movie Club homework last week, yes, to talk about this week, we watched Your Next. Your Next, directed by Adam Wingard, yes, and uh, written by Simon Barrett. They have written and directed, I think it was The Guest and Blair Witch, and mm-hmm. I'm sure, oh, parts of uh, VHS. Yep, they directed parts of them. Uh, I don't think they directed my favorite parts of them, mm-hmm. but they're they still directed parts of them. So yeah, they have like their hand in like this decade of horror. Yeah, they they made like their their splash in this decade. Mm-hmm. Even if it's kind of like a low key splash, they still have like a good following. Throughout. Yeah. So you're next. Yes. What are your initial thoughts? Go um coming I, out of it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. I thought the I thought the blood and the gore could have been handled a little better because mm-hmm. it felt like they were kind of beating around the bush where I think you could have made it a little bit more fun if you didn't try to make it as realistic as possible. But that's just my taste. Like I know some people would be like, Oh, that looks bad. So it's bad. 
but that my taste is like more of the campy stuff. And I, I think I just wanted more of that from this movie, but I enjoyed what I got from the movie. I like to flip on the slasher genre on this one because mm-hmm. spoiler alert, this isn't a spoiler because he should have he should have watched it last week. Yes, this was your homework. But if you didn't, it's okay because we're yeah. still just going to explain the entire movie to yeah, you. We're going to explain everything. So the movie's like a break-in movie, and it's about this family that's having their dinner and everything. It's like a family dinner, and then eventually, uh, people with animal masks come and start murdering them all one by one. Yes. But the flip of the movie is that halfway through, the lead lady, like the lead lady that usually in most horror movies is getting preyed on the entire time by this unstoppable force, eventually flips, and she's the unstoppable force, and she starts taking down the animal people one by one. Mm-hmm. And I like that flip. That, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Like, I thought that was a really good dynamic of like the unstoppable lead hero. Mm-hmm. The one thing is that I think they gave up all their cards towards the end, and mm-hmm. I think that's part of like the movie. And I, I think on repeat viewings, if I saw it again, I'd respect it more because it's like part of the charm of it. Yeah. But the the initial time, I didn't know that that was going to happen. So when that happened, I was like, oh, so that's this movie. And I was kind of like shell-shocked in a way. Where I was like, oh, this isn't at all what I thought I was going to get from this movie. And I think uh, they could have had a little bit more suspense and like a little bit more mystery still in the movie towards the end. Because they literally give, like they take the animal mass off just like flippantly. And it kind of, it makes sense because they're kind of like at... What is it like? They're 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 being preyed on now, and they're the they're like the prey, and she's the predator of mm-hmm. the whole thing. And I don't know. I just think they could have kept with a little bit of mystery, but overall, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, definitely. Like going into this movie, you have a certain, or at least I know you had a certain expectation yeah. for what you thought it was going to be, and it definitely isn't that. No. Like it subverts it for sure. Yeah, and it goes a more comedic route, mm-hmm. and it goes a less. Like, it turns into more of, like, an action movie than a horror movie. Yeah. At that point, when you see, like, that flip of the protagonist from running to hunting. Yeah. Which is really cool. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. But. So, it, yeah, definitely, like, if you wanted... We were talking about how, like, we were expecting more of The Strangers. Yeah. Where you have, like, like, like what you were saying, the unstoppable force where you never really reveal who they are. They just kill to kill. Yeah. And more it's, of a traditional horror movie. Yeah, and it's more like The Strangers is more scary in that sense, mm-hmm. where it's going for like that straight horror, no comedy, which your next has. Yeah, and no real twist the way your next has. Yeah. So yeah, definitely like different things coming out of the movie just based on expectations alone. Yeah. What did you think of it, Matthew? Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit, also. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just a fun time. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't think it's a great movie. It's, I don't think it's great, but I think it like it does exactly what it wanted to do. Yeah, I think it's a great horror movie. Yeah, like it's like like yeah, like in a traditional sense, it's not like a great movie, but I think overall it's a great horror movie. Mm-hmm. So or a horror action movie. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's fun. Yeah, it's very fun, and it has like it it owns the dark comedy vibe that it was going for. Oh yeah, they, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they definitely like honed in on that really well. Mm-hmm. I thought. And that works really well with that flip oh, to yeah. the action and everything, mm-hmm. where you you never lose the sense of like her heroism. Yeah, when it when it gets even more gory. Yeah, just because there's almost like there's just a levity to the violence in it. Mm-hmm. Like you have different kills where like on a character level it's more serious, but the way they play it, it's not. Yeah, 
like there's a kill with screwdrivers mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny because it's just like the guy's drugged up the guy who's getting stabbed so yeah. he's just not reacting he's to, not to dying, dying or anything and yeah like the screwdrivers keep on coming in and everything yeah. yeah so there's just like fun kills like that yeah where it's not very like you're not really supposed to give much of a shit about these people no, and most horror movies you're not going to. Like that's not really the point of yeah. them. Like they're not trying to make like these character pieces and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, when they start doing that, like we were talking about this the other day, like Crawl, they start doing that and like I see why they would cuz you like mm-hmm. obviously like caring about the characters is very important. But honestly, like it kind of drags the movie down cuz you're not really wanting that yeah. from this movie. Like you're going to the movie to have a fun time, so why not just give them what they want yeah and which like, which this one definitely does better oh, yeah. than crawl yeah for sure because yeah like, like what you're saying like there are expendable moments in crawl where it's just like okay we get it like you can swim fast you're the apex predator your and dad was your coach yeah like your swimming coach we get it like you don't need to keep harping on this same little point mm-hmm. because in your next it's exemplified that you can just say listen like like our main protagonist grew up in like an australian camp or something and they took one scene yeah just one scene to explain that like she just said needed. something like like she grew up a hard childhood yeah she had to be a survivalist and that's all you needed that's all you, you need. just needed a enough to be like okay cool like mm-hmm. she knows what she's doing with a knife or a gun yeah it, Boom. I, I feel like that's something that most horror movies nowadays try to <clears throat> do a lot with and when they start becoming like dramas like i think a lot of like the indie horrors like going that way where it's like more dramatic horror like mm-hmm. more heady horror and like it's good I, I i enjoyed that side of horror i think it's cool uh but like the studio horror that's like trying to be both like the mindless experience and kind of more than what it is, it kind of falls into a weird middle ground. That's mm-hmm. not the most fun for me. So, yeah, I think I think there is there is a line between horror and comedy yeah. that can be struck beautifully. And yeah. I think your next does that very well. Oh yeah. Where it's like you get to a certain point where horror can become absurd. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have your finger on the pulse of where you want it to go, you can make it funny yeah. and scary or like, and just suspenseful. So like in your next, at the beginning, you have like the, the setup to the movie where you have the, all of the family coming for the reunion. Yeah. You're setting up like different characters and how they don't really get along as a family. And uh-huh. you kind of just get the feeling that everyone's kind of whatever. Like everyone yeah. should probably die because they're just not very good family members. They're no, not really they're good to each other. Unlikable. Yeah. So none of them are likable except for our main protagonist girl. Yeah. So it makes sense that we just end up following her, and she's, like, the only redeemable person in the end. Yeah, and you don't really care that, like, anyone's dying. And that that's no. fine for a horror movie, which is, like, kind of the point of it. Like, yeah. you're not really going to it to have, like, this, like, emotional experience. <laughs> yeah, the only thing you care about about the kills is yeah. just like, oh, shoot, I hope that wouldn't ever happen to me. Yeah. Like, it's that kind of fun thing where it's like, ooh, like, like sliced throats yeah. or screwdrivers in the chest. It's like, oh, man, that would suck if it happened to me. Yeah. But luckily, I don't care about these people in a good way. Yeah, it's like it, it, it's escapism to see that like kind of violence on screen. Yeah, you don't care about them because they've already set up that they're not very likable, but they're funny while they do it. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's very effective in that way. Yeah, I. it was one of our like... <laughs> This is going to sound pretentious. It was one of our film professors kind of put it in a nice way about horror, mm-hmm. where it kind of like changed my tune on the whole thing. Where it's like horror's like kind of like a like it's like a place where it's more about like the filmmaking and like how you make things happen more than the actual writing and like the characters and all that kind of stuff and how 
it's more about how you do something than anything else, which mm-hmm. I think is like something I'm appreciating about horror now more than anything is that it's more about what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. That's like the cool thing. Yeah. And I think your next kind of does that really well because it's like, it's a standard studio horror movie, especially now, because I think this was before the eighties, uh, nostalgia wave came in with like movies like it follows was also one of the first ones to do it, mm-hmm. but it's very much a now movie, but they're doing it very well. Yeah. And I, I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I think um like with horror movies it is you're not you're going in on concept alone. Yeah. You're not going for any person in the movie, like yeah. any kind of actor, any kind of star typically. And you're not necessarily going on director name no. if it's a small person. Mm-hmm. You're just going on based on does this sound like fun? Yeah. Or like you see a trailer and you're yeah. like, "Oh, that looks like fun." And once you get in there, then almost like like the director can kind of take the front seat in the horror movies mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, let me show you what I've got. Or the makeup guys. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like more like the technical side. Like it's yeah. not necessarily about the acting. It's about how you control the acting and how you yeah. play that. Which is really cool because mm-hmm. that's something like Night of the Living Dead did and They Live do where it's like the, the They Live specifically is like the main actor is a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a wrestler that like plays the main guy and he does really well. Like he yeah. surprisingly, he's a very good actor in that movie, but the movie's more about John Carpenter and his makeup team doing like the movie really well, mm-hmm. and like how they do the uh, like the different char- characters and creatures and all that kind of stuff throughout the movie. It, it's more about what they do more than the actual characters and their arc in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's literally no arc for these characters, and there's no backstory either, really. <laughs> yeah, and I think I feel like there is also like. Uh, like a good chemistry between someone like a WWE wrestler, like Rowdy yeah. Roddy Piper, and like a hokier horror movie. Yeah. Where it's like you have that, like the dramatic side uh-huh. of the wrestler that kind of like is telling the story. Yeah. And he's but, very larger than life. Yeah. Larger than life, like very animated, mm-hmm. but entertaining to watch. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I just imagine like, no, like very the way Dwayne The Rock Johnson is or the way. Uh, Who's Drax? Dave Batista. Like the way that translates to to just acting on film. Yeah. It can be very fun the way you play it. Yeah, because they come from a place of like wrestling, which is like you're supposed to be this large in life character that's not real or anything. It's just like they're they're a personality. Mm hmm. Yeah, like, like with wrestlers, you're over the top, but you own it. Yeah. And that's kind of the same deal with horror. Yeah. Is you're over the top, but you own it. But you own or it. You, you weave it within the rules of your own movie. Mm-hmm. So, that makes sense. And also Keith David's in it, and he's very good. Very nice. Very nice. And they have very good chemistry in that movie. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, your next was very fun. Yeah, it was very a good fun. time. Definitely go check it out if you, if you didn't yet. Mm-hmm. Uh continue this horror journey with us. Yes. Uh, I'm very inspired by this right now. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I forgot to mention, I watched Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, right, right. How was it? I didn't like it. No. I didn't see it. But you, you weren't too big into it. That's all I gotta say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like parts of it. I think it had great sequences. Mm-hmm. But the movie overall... Like, it wasn't as fun as you could make it, I felt like. Yeah. I think if they went the anthology route, it would have been more fun. Because it wasn't the Goosebumps, like, innocence. Like, you know, like Goosebumps, the remake with Jack Black. The mm-hmm. one that we reviewed the second one, like, a few weeks ago. Yes. So the original, like, the new Goosebumps, 
is like a kids movie and it's very innocent and it's like ooh like werewolves like like it's like the cartoon kids version of these like like things mm-hmm. and then on the op- opposite end of the spectrum we got it which is like the kids are in this hard R like crazy R-rated horror movie mm-hmm. and somewhere in the middle is scary stories and it doesn't really scratch the itch that Goosebumps does and it doesn't scratch the itch that it does Mm-hmm. At least for me, just because it's like it's kind of going down the middle of like trying to be more mature, but also still trying to be for kids. And I don't know. It didn't really do it for me. Maybe for children, they like it. But honestly, it's like super fucking scary for kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd show my kid this. Mm-hmm. Like if they were watching, I'd show them Goosebumps before this because I know it's like a safer movie. But and then they get to a certain age where I'm like, no, I can show them like a harder are kind of a horror movie because I, I don't know it, if I showed them scary stories at a certain age it'd be too scary but then once they grow up it's like oh this is too light mm-hmm. so I don't know it was just kind of like a weird middle ground they did the creatures very well like the actual like scary stories creatures that are from the book mm-hmm. they did them very well I thought those sequences were like the best part of the movie but that's like a half an hour out of like an hour and 40 minute movie mm-hmm. and I don't know. I didn't really enjoy like the mystery that they did and the overarching story. I thought it was kind of like pointless. And like it's cool to, like it's fine to have like a pointless story, but it wasn't very fun. It wasn't very engaging or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, and it didn't have like like the thing about like your next is that like it has a constant thing going. And like scary stories does, but it's not as like interesting, I guess. Yeah, I feel like um, not but, as good as the concept. Well, I like guess. what we were saying about characters in horror, where it's like, okay, like let it go on concept alone. Yeah. So that, like, like what we're saying about anthology being better is like let it be separate kids, yeah, separate little stories where they can just own their little moment and then go away. Yeah, because you could just do. It felt like anthology movies when the sequences were happening. Mm-hmm. So I didn't understand why it wasn't an anthology movie. Well, and it sounds like they they are going for that it vibe. But the thing is, is it has Stephen King characters in it. Yeah, like it's different because you have these characters that should be owning the movie. Yeah. So it's it's a different thing where maybe like did they just create these characters for this movie? Yeah, they're they're new characters like completely whatever the movie created was not as good as what the source material was Mm -hmm. it was like a clear divide of like the source material and the writers behind the movie yeah it sounds like that's just like where i mean i haven't seen it but like where the flaw may fall yeah is lean more on the story lean on the creature lean on telling your little bit and then getting out of there quick like do uh and also it's like a hundred minute movie like it's an hour and 40 hour and 50 minute movie mm-hmm. if you did an hour and 20 hour and 30 minute movie and it was like all 10 to 15 minute long like like standalone anthology stories i thought it would have been more fun mm-hmm. but that's just me yeah. i know a lot of people like it so i guess it works Plus, yeah. like maybe some kids will enjoy it i don't i don't think i'd enjoy it as a kid because like the mystery is like too slow for mm-hmm. me to like me as a kid to enjoy but the creatures are way too scary for me to be scared. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe it'll like hook like a thirteen-year-old audience or something. Maybe but where even it's like thirteen is like I'd be watching it. Yeah, yeah, like, that's I, true. I feel like I'd be watching it or Stranger Things. Or but something. just like it's that movie where like kids can go to the theater without their parents. Yeah, and maybe. just be able to go see it. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. And if it's an innocent enough where like they could just go see it, 
maybe it just itches that little demographic. Maybe. But definitely not for Zach. No. <laughs> it's not your demographic. No, it's not for a 19-year-old. But it should man. be because you're the kid that grew up with it. Like we're yeah. the, like we're the age of the kids that grew up with scary stories to tell in the dark. Like so, I, it should be appealing to that like that generation, us, and even a little bit older than us. Yeah, because I remember reading the scary stories books growing up, and I remember getting like the books and seeing the pictures. That's really the appeal of the books, yeah. like the pictures, because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're just like, holy cow, this is like crazy pictures, and like the the pictures are very like edgy for a kid to see and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but. And, like, I remembered some of the creatures, and that's probably why they were my favorite parts of, the like, the movie, because mm-hmm. I remember the creatures. But the overarching thing just wasn't that engaging. Yeah. But, yeah, that's scary stories. I, it's just whatever. Yeah. It's just a movie. Just a case of not necessarily knowing where to aim this movie. Yeah, just kind of like an aimless, like, goalless movie, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really have an audience for it. But Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But so, I, I guess that's everything that's new Yeah, in I, terms of those I think, movies. I think that's everything I've been watching lately. A bunch of horror movies, but I'm having fun with that. Now, on the topic of aimless movies that don't necessarily have their audience anymore, yes. uh, didn't James Bond just get a title attached to it? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Was that okay? That, that, was, that was okay. Yeah. I don't know if there's... Is there an audience for James Bond? I mean, there probably is. Like, they're still just the action audience. British people. Sure. That's it. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, yeah, it coexists with Mission Impossible, but yeah. on a lower level now, I think. I feel like I Mission Impossible at still least owns in America. It. Maybe in, like, like Britain yeah. and all that kind of stuff, James Bond is maybe still, like, relevant. Yeah. I just don't know if, like, like diehard uh, 007 fans even like, like Spectre. Or no, these they new didn't ones. like Spectre. They yeah. liked Skyfall, and they liked Casino Royale, but they didn't like Spectre okay. and Quantum of Solace. But yeah. yeah, I don't really care for these like new 007 movies. The new one's called, I think, I forgot the name. Is what is it? it? Time to Die? No Time to no, Die? No Time to Die, that's it. All right. So, yeah. No Time to Die for this franchise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'll take that one straight to the bank. Yeah, I think it's directed by the guy who made True Detective, which is cool. Kerry Fukunaga? I think it's Kerry Fukunaga. Dang, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's impressive. Who, who's um who's our next 007? It, it's still Daniel Craig. I think it's his last one. Oh, okay. I thought we were getting the new one. I, I don't know. I, I feel like they should have. I have no idea. I feel like they probably should have just ditched... Daniel Craig. I, I think I'm just like I mean I've only seen two. I've I've seen yeah. Skyfall and I've seen Spectre. And I think I think I've seen parts of Casino Royale and Skyfall. Skyfall. That's it. Yeah. So I mean I, I also I made that transition based on seeing two movies, probably not the best of the Bond movies. So I yeah. apologize if I offend anyone who enjoys the better ones. No one's watching anyways. And the people who are watching, they probably never seen 007 (laughs) movies. So it doesn't matter. But uh, I know they were, I mean, there were talks for a while about Daniel Craig being replaced by someone like Idris Elba. Yeah. I I I guess they dropped it. Maybe. Who knows, man. Wait, so Sam Mendes isn't still directing? No. No. The Spectre was his last one. Gotcha. Which is probably good. 
Yeah, he should have probably just done Skyfall and be like the one guy that's like, man, Sam Mendes just did such a great job with it. Yeah, that. and then he never gets a chance to mess it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just leave it as like the good thing. Uh, but Kerry Fukunaga, I think, is doing it. I think. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Rami Malek's the villain. I'm excited. <laughs> Boy, am I excited for Boy, this. Boy, am I excited I mean, for Kerry Fukunaga, it's exciting to see that he's coming back for something. Yeah, and but... Rami Malek's good. Like, he's good. It's just like the stigma of Bohemian Rhapsody is yeah. following him, and it's like, damn, that's not a good way to leap off your movie. Mm-hmm. Because at least I didn't enjoy Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Some people did. I have yet to see it still. It is one boring ass movie. Yeah. It is one boring, boring movie. I know. I think that movie definitely had a demographic, and I think it definitely oh, yeah. landed with its demographic. Oh, yeah. It made like $890 million. Yeah. I think that movie had like a certain sect of people yeah. that were going to love it, and they did. And then there were people who were more looking for maybe like what Rocket Man delivered on. Yeah. I didn't see Rocket Man either. But Me neither, so I, I can't necessarily say that from my well, own experience. But it just seems like and Rocket Man made nearly made n- not nearly enough money. Yeah, to make to make it like like good. I don't know. No, but yeah, that's the new Bond title. Yeah, yeah new the, Bond title. What uh, else is? Do you, do you think we're gonna get the James Bond movie in space? <sighs> no. Do you think we'll be able to watch this movie because we're in space now? Do we have wireless Ethernet? I don't know. Do we? I hope our ship is advanced enough to have something like Wi-Fi. Maybe we'll get Wi-Fi. I don't know. Right now, we're just barreling. We are just barreling. So maybe we'll land somewhere and we'll have Wi-Fi there. Yes. Land somewhere like number one on the billboard charts. Like Billie Eilish's bad guy. Just uh, dethroned Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. That was a... Good transition. Matthew. Thank you. That was Thank really you. good. I like. I was, I was trying to think. I was like, "Damn, where are we? Where are we? Damn. Right there. That's where we are, baby. Wow. That's why you come here. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So, so I mean, what the heck? What? What was it? Nineteen weeks or something? Is that eighteen weeks? Yeah, it was the longest running, uh, number one single. Yeah, which is cool. Very long running, and now Billie Eilish has taken. Taking the place of number one. Good for her. Good for her. I um. Good for her down in Earth. Yeah. Like we're, she, we're cheering you on from space, Billy. Woo! A distant woo from woo. a spaceship in the middle of space where no one can hear you. I like. I still like Billy Eilish. Yeah. I'm not as into it anymore. Why not? I think I just like got a little fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just I haven't been listening to the music. I don't really like watch her in interviews. Like there was a period of time where I was very like, Oh dude, who's this girl? Like yeah. she's awesome. All this, all that. Uh she's but, still really good. Super talented, super successful. She's just at that point now where it's like she is so big. Yeah, she's, she's like the so number one person big. other than Ariana. <laughs> yeah. So So it's just it's just a little hard. And now it's like so impersonal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's just too impersonal at this point. I think because I just like I still follow her on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, and like the stories, just it's just a lot of like, look at my magazine, like yeah. make sure you guys go listen to Bad Guy, just that kind of stuff. And I'm like, mm. I mean, it, it's just that's just like a side effect of being one of the biggest things right now. Yeah, being like the biggest 
pop star out yeah. there. Yeah, and it doesn't all, all the edge basically. Yeah, it's just like I don't take anything away from her. It's just a side effect of being so popular. Yeah, and just, just like lose. okay, you're just selling out the shows. You're well, going. Yeah, now she has to be this like celebrity god figure now. Yeah, and just kind of like still like a mouthpiece of like making money. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of whatever. Yeah, it's just a shame that it has to get to that point, but. That's like just uh, that, that's it. just fame and that's success in that in that sphere. Yeah, I mean, if I was in her position, I wouldn't be worrying about what we're saying. No, so. no, no, no. And yeah, it's no no knock on her. No, because she's she's, she's doing exactly what she needs to be oh, doing. She's making like millions of billions of dollars. Yeah, like and she makes good music. Like Bad Guy, it deserves number one. I think it's a fun song. Good good song. Old Town Road, fun song. I'm surprised Old Town Road lasted that long, or Old oh, Town Road. He he has such like a dial in on meme culture yeah like he is so smart with how he's like like uh advertises his music yeah because if you follow him on twitter it's or even if you don't follow him on twitter you'll see his shit everywhere yeah i do see his stuff a lot you'll just see all of his like tweets and all that kind of stuff everywhere because he just knows how to like advertise his stuff and make it like stay relevant in the culture yeah because he makes it like a meme Mm-hmm. And like everyone gets behind this meme, and then you just hear about like Panini, and like Rodeo, and like Old Town Road, and all that kind of stuff through the memes. And you're just like, well, I guess I'll go listen to it now to see what all the hype's about. And then eventually you get hooked. And yeah, he just he knows how to advertise his stuff so well. And then eventually he got, I don't remember who he signed to. I think it might have been Sony or RCA. Mm-hmm. But he got a label behind him, and they started pushing his stuff really hard. Yeah. And now that's how you make it. A yeah. few months in the number one position on the billboards. Yeah, make it through meme culture. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, I mean that's a great that's a great approach. Oh yeah, that's what Chance tried to do. Yes, right with Hot Shower. I, I think that's his biggest song. Yeah, off that. Well, album. I guess not tried then. I guess yeah, that is I what guess he did. Succeeded so. Yeah. Good job, Chance, on that. Good, good on Chance down at Earth. <laughs> on your wedding album you made a good meme you made a good <laughs> meme and that's awesome man you made a great meme and that's your number one song how do yeah. you feel man how do you feel ah! so Matthew let's go into probably our elongated segment of how have you been I have been doing pretty good yeah yep, we're here at the apartment now wait what I mean we're here. It cuts to the green screen for a second, and then it goes back. I mean, we're here in space, and uh, honestly, I'm feeling a little lonely here in space. Oh, in space? Okay. In space. And and but luckily, don't worry. Luckily, uh, I'm on the couch right here. You're right here with me. Yeah. And I've got Guitar Hero. I've yeah. found. I've. I've. Uh, my, How have you been playing that in space? My love for Guitar Hero. Well, we have outlets. On we do. Oh, I forgot we weren't on a spaceship. Is there an <laughs> outlet right here? We are on a couch on top of the spaceship, barreling through Maybe? space. I don't know. I don't know where I am right now. I don't know either. But I I still get to... Actually, Guitar Hero is wireless. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, yeah. okay. I don't need to wire in to play. Oh, okay. So I just play Guitar Hero with, uh, like, on here on this couch. Playing into the void. I know, I've seen it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But I've my. Been, uh, I've been wondering how you plugged it in. Mm-hmm. But now I just. Ta- I just now you just watch. Now I just f- fessed up the, the courage to ask you how have you been playing? <laughs> Space. That's how. 
<laughs> Space is working its number on me. Yes. <laughs> so you've been playing Guitar Hero? Yeah, the fire. The fire that burns in me for Guitar Hero <laughs> has been what stoked. What the hell was that? <laughs> what did you just say? The fire that burns in me for Guitar Hero has been stoked. <laughs> That's a statement. I thought that was a song title. No. And then I realized it wasn't. And nope. I was like, what the hell? But, yeah, I've just been getting back into it. For a while, I was pretty into Guitar Hero. Yeah. Like, when it first came out, I remember I bought it. Like, we got it. For a while, like, what, 12 years ago? Yeah, Damn. years ago. Back when it came out, like, we got it from Toys R Us. Uh-huh. And I was like... I did the same thing. Yep, and I worked my... It? I had to, like, work... Well, I, I got Legends of Rock first. Really? Guitar okay. Hero 3. I got a World Tour from... Toys R Us. World Tour is a good one, too. I it's like got really good songs. I just bought that the other day. Really? Yesterday, or the other day, I went to the Florida Mall, which is a big, crowded mall. Wait, how? How did I go? Or how did I buy it? No, how did you get there? Oh, you know, back before this happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, back before this happened. Okay. I, uh, I went to the Florida Mall, and I, I went inside. Not There are two GameStops in this mall. Okay. But I went to the third-party game store where it was called, like, Hudson Games. And it had Guitar Hero World Tour for $4. So I said, Maybe it was a good yes, decision please. to go to the off-brand GameStop. Yep. It's a huge mall, dude. It was crazy big. Where is it? It's, uh, it's by, like, the airport, the Orlando airport. Oh, so you went on, like, the 417. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. It was, like, 30 minutes away. Dang. But Ronald drove. He wanted to drive. He wanted so. to go to the Orlando airport. Yeah, he wanted to go all the way there to that to the big mall, which it is big. It's it had a lot of cool stuff in it. It yeah. had the Tesla store. We sat in a Tesla. How was that? It was really cool. Are you thinking about doing the ninety dollar ride along? So yeah, we talked about this. Uh, we talked about getting like renting a Tesla for a day. What do you think? Are you going to actually do that? I don't think so. We, we probably won't. Um, I mean, maybe at some point, but I don't think so. No. It's just, Teslas are cool. I'll just wait till I can buy my own. <laughs> yeah, but you're on a rocket ship right now. Right. Well, we're actually on a SpaceX rocket ship. Oh, okay. Elon. So the, Elon made this rocket ship, huh? Elon. Wow, okay. Yeah. He's another one who's very in touch with the memes. Oh, yeah. That's he, probably why he's, I mean, other than like, you know, Tesla... PayPal. Well, yeah, it's all. He's a genius with a personality. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's like the key to success. Yeah, is knowing like being able to t- like talk to someone about your good idea. Your good idea, because some people are like just crazy with yeah. good ideas, and they can't talk to people. Yep. So, so, so that's Elon why we never hear it. of them. Yep. Because they have no personality, or they're just nuts, and they're crazy. Or yeah, maybe and they're, they're just in a sane asylum. Oh well, <laughs> I meant just like, like they're just that good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too, I guess. Are are sane asylums still around? I don't think. I mean, in America, I don't think so. No, I'm not su- like in the traditional sense. Yeah, not in the traditional sense. I mean, I'm sure there are like there are mental health areas. Yeah, like that kind of stuff, but not like immoral, disgusting, insane asylums. Yeah. Okay. I don't think. Maybe. I think there are abandoned ones, which is pretty cool. Yeah, probably haunted. We should go. Hunt, I mean, not hunt. Ghost hunting? We should go ghost hunting. That would be fun. You want to go ghost hunting? I mean, yeah. You want to go to a, like an abandoned wear shop and try to find like the ghost of uh, Shiver Me Timbers? Yeah. Old Davy Jones. Old Davy Jones Locker. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I, I think I've mentioned this before. I'm not necessarily a subscriber of the ghost faith. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. But uh-huh. the moment that we are in a warehouse and uh crazy terrestrial is it terrestrial? terrestrial? Extraterrestrial? No. Aliens? No, 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 no. What what is the uh par- paranormal, seen- excuse yeah. me. Paranormal events start happening. We might see aliens up here. You're right. We haven't I, yet. But I've got might. my head in the clouds. Actually, beyond the clouds. Beyond the clouds. You're in the stars right I'm now. I'm in the stars, baby. <laughs> I've got my head in the stars. <laughs> that's out of this world. That's Elon. That's, that's, that's Panic at the Disco. Yep. Head in the clouds. Head in the clouds. <sighs> Brandon's got it made, dude. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Why not? He doesn't have a personality. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. I'm not saying he's Elon Are, Musk. Have you ever laughed at a Brendan Urie joke? Yes. He's what funny. Was the joke? Oh, I don't know. He probably just said, like, oh, fuck that dude. <laughs> and then I laughed because it's just so, so he's damn a charming. white bro. Sometimes. Yeah. We he is now. Well, what I'm saying is, like, yeah, he's got the great voice. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's moving. He's, he's living. Moving units. He's moving units, baby. He's making that money. Making that money and. He's inside his house for the year, essentially. Hmm? He's just chilling in his house. It seems like a very lonely life. He just gets to stream Fortnite on Twitch. Yeah. I mean, when he has and like, hang. the hits that he has, I guess he can just do that. Yeah. Like, he just has that option to just do, like, whatever he wants. Pretty cool. Pretty awesome. You this is it. also the same guy who just released a single with Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's true. So it's a... Yeah, he, he's going like, to make bank off. Yeah, he's working, and then he goes and plays Twitch. Yeah, he probably, probably works like 10% of the time. Yeah. Other 90%, he's playing Twitch. Yeah. So. But it's been like a decade in the making. Oh, yeah. He's able to do it. I haven't made a song with Taylor Swift, so I no. can't be saying shit. I love you, Brendan, even from space. Have you sent him a postcard yet? No. Because they don't make them here. I'll send him Stardust. Maybe maybe Bittering. we'll like interstellar this and like go into like an alternate dimension. Oh, and we catch him back in the day so I can go see a pretty odd concert. <laughs> That's what you do with time travel? Yeah. <laughs> You'd go see a pretty odd concert. Honestly, wouldn't you do the same? You'd go back in time and see like Gambino when he was at UF? No. No? During his camp tour? No way. I don't know, man. Maybe, like, because of the internet, but... Just go be a roadie for, uh... You w- so... Led Zeppelin? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you you would... So, honestly, if you had time travel, what would you do with it? Mm. Like, honestly. Well, I think inevitably I'd die. Before that. Um... Well, why does yeah. mine go there? <laughs> well, I, I just well, uh, well, if I had time travel, I would die at some point. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I didn't mean it like that. I think I was thinking more like if I did anything, it would like result in my death. Like, yeah. like that's like part of my fear with time travel. Is like, dude, I don't think I'd mess with that. So you wouldn't do anything with it? Ideally, no. Like, like if I was actually presented with it, I don't think I'd go down that hole. Really? Yeah. Like it's it's a little too scary. I it's think it's a little mature. beyond me. Thanks. But if you're immature, what would you do? <laughs> Where would I go with it? Yeah. Like, in what context? Like, in like a, oh, would I go back to like see myself being born? Just anything. 
I would murder the man who killed my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> what if I went like that? Like, I'd seek vengeance upon those who did wrong to my family. <laughs> okay. So you, I would avenge them. You would avenge your family. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. No, I really, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't think I'd want to do anything, to be honest. Like, that, that, that's my honest answer. So if you invented well, time travel... If I could, I would try to do as little as possible. Yeah. Like, it's a little uninteresting, but it would be cool to just, like, go see a dinosaur for a day and then, like, not touch it. Because maybe it gets but a disease. If you know. go see a movie, that's not going to result in, like, a time-space, like... That's true. Like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, like if I can follow, like, Back to the Future rules where it's like, hey, just stay away from people... Just kind of chill. Yeah, I would. I would do that. Like, don't do anything crazy. But like, what would you do that wouldn't cause a fucking tear in space time continuum? Hmm. Like, very innocent. Very innocent. Like, not murdering Hitler or anything like that. Well, I think like going to see a concert would be very cool. Like, just going and being one of like a few thousand. Yeah. At a concert, that's pretty safe. Would you murder? I say this now. Would you murder Brendan Urie? No. And, like, take over his legacy. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I just I just become the murderer. Oh, maybe that's what happened with John Lennon. The oh. dude got time travel, and he's like, I can become John Lennon. And then so he cool. didn't think about the fact that he would be killing John Lennon <laughs> and would just be known as the murderer of John Lennon. <laughs> I oh make the God. exact same mistake. Oh, my God. I've been, like, I mean, you know, like, those, like, weird Instagram pages where it's, like, uh, weird things. Like, just weird phenomenons yeah. in life. There are, like, different ones that say, like, dude, time travel is real. Look at this picture, you know? <laughs> and it's like, whoa, why does she have a cell phone in her hand? Back in the nineteen, like the early 1900s. Uh-huh. You subscribe to those theories now? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. But it's fun to think about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I hope that there's something to that. I mean, we're barreling through space, so anything's possible. That's true. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. I wish I had something to talk about with that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that. That would be a great segue. Yeah, that would be a great segue. Yeah, if but, I if I had time travel, where would you go? Where would I go? What would you do? <laughs> I'd go to yesterday. <laughs> what would I do? It's hard. It's a hard question. It would be hard. Uh, and there's like there's like the logical side where like you don't want to really make a big impact on anything from yeah. the past. Because I wouldn't like I wouldn't want to change anything. Like like our discussion yesterday about like people making wrong like like a mistake, but it's yeah. important that they made the mistake so that we know about it now. Yeah. Like it's important for that stuff. Like I couldn't go back and change some terrible human mistake. I'd probably I'd probably go see like a dirty B movie. Yeah. Because it's something I can't get now. Mm-hmm. Because I can't really see like multiple maniacs or the Holy Mountain in a like a movie theater now. Yeah. So I'd probably go see like some something that I couldn't see now in the theater. Yeah. Like not even like like not the psycho premiere. That's something that like a lot of film fans say where it's like the mm-hmm. psycho premiere is like the the thing that they travel back in time, which is cool. Like, it, like it's not the experience that you get now. Yeah, but I think I'd go to like a dirty theater, the like a rundown dirty movie theater. The Star Wars premiere would probably be pretty cool. 
That would be cool. I think it would be well, cool. Well, you wouldn't have much of a premiere, I don't think. Well, it was, though. It was like big. Was it? Yeah, it was like big lines, right? Or was that I like? Thought, or was that was that story, was that prequel stuff? I thought the story was. I might be wrong. I thought the story was that the, the original Star Wars is like some, unknown like, hit over time. Was it? I I thought it was more in like the anticipated theaters. in the theaters. Yeah, I thought it. For some reason, I'm thinking like when I picture. Like Star Wars premieres, it might be. maybe it was like the sequels or something. But there were like Star Wars premieres, I think, be like before prequel stuff that was huge. Oh yeah, no, no, Empire and Return were like huge. Okay, so I, then maybe the first one wasn't as I, much. No, I think the first one was huge over time. Yeah, I don't know about the the premiere. Well, then maybe not a New Hope, but I'd go see so Empire Strikes Back would be a good one. Yeah, because you get to see everyone's uh, reaction to it. That's true. Yeah, that would be a cool one. Like the, the Luke, I am your father. You mm-hmm. get to see all the reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah. I what guess. if I spoiled it? Jesus. No, you call it a time. That would be a time ripple. Yeah. If you spoiled. Because it's like, it's like, it talks about like the riot of Star Wars. Like, <laughs> like when they just ripped one, like a kid apart. <laughs> oh They're so pissed at him. That like just blood squirted on the Chinese theater screen or something. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'd I'd probably go see like a dirty movie, the first troll, the first troll, or go <laughs> see like I don't know critters in theater. Yeah, or go see go see like a cool a cool old movie. Multiple maniacs would be a good one. Pink flamingos. Mm-hmm. Any of the John Waters movies would be really cool. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen Pink Flamingos. I need to see that. Yeah, uh, yeah, like any of the old B movies. Holy Mountain would be a one that I would kill to see in the movie theater or el topo in movie theater oh my god mm-hmm. just because like you can't see those in theaters now i don't know when they ever play in theaters so and also like they play in like the rundown b movie theaters at late at night like i'd kill to go see that where'd you go in the future in the future yeah i don't know i don't think i'd go anywhere no but if you were immature and you chose to go to the future um, <laughs> listen to the last Gambino. <laughs> that's all I do. That, that's like next month. <laughs> that's like next month, like go like a few months ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know what the future holds. Yeah. So I, I don't know what I'd go see. Yep. So yeah, I I wouldn't do anything crazy though. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I guess, like, the past has, like, the whole butterfly effect thing, where it's, like, nothing would really be the same. Yeah. But I feel like the past kind of has that thing where it's, like, if you don't touch anything, maybe nothing happens. Yeah. The future has a thing where it's, like, literally, if you know something, like, the whole path to get there changes. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I, I think if you, I mean, we don't know time travel. I guess not necessarily. Like, but like if it, you if you just go see a movie, like, what are you going to, you're not going to tear time and space by doing that yeah especially if the movie's already been out for a little bit like you're not going to tear time and space yeah it'd be different if you saw a movie earlier and then spoiled it yeah people kind of like the return of the jedi or uh empire strikes back Mm -hmm. at least that's my my theory yeah (laughs) so yeah i don't know but yeah going into the future is scarier for sure yeah and also i don't know what exciting exciting things would be in the future (laughs) It's kind of morbid. Yeah. Like, I don't know what there is exciting about the future. You go, like, a year ahead, and you're like, where am I? Oh, shit. 
I don't like like, like, like you, just you'd, you'd tear time and space if you did that. Yeah, like it wouldn't it wouldn't work now because yeah. now you know where you're going. At mm-hmm. least if you go see like a like a concert or a movie, like it's just fulfilling some kind of fantasy that you had. Mm-hmm. At least that's my theory about time and space. Yeah, whether or not I it's true, know. I don't know. But I love like the the way they explain time travel in every single movie where they just like fold a piece of paper and like stick a pencil through it or so something like they so always do that interstellar stranger things did it too like i just feel like er- it? i feel like there's more movies <laughs> where they say like here it's like you got to bend time it's and as simple as just i feel like it. did they say that like that's kind of like what they do in avengers right like they like they a like find bit. like an interception and then they go through that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. They get small. <laughs> they get small in that movie. Oh well. But that's uh, that's time travel. That's the episode. That's the that's the episode of time travel. We'll see you next time. Time on in the episode. Future. What does the future hold? Probably not much. Yep. This has been episode thirty-two of the Wolfpack Podcast, and you could go back in time to watch. It again, if you want, yeah. from this point. Or you can watch all of our previous episodes. Yeah. Watch our last episode that got 14 views. <laughs> Go check it out, please. Please. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Pack podcast. We're going to be barreling through space. Yes, making adjustments it. to space. And we're, we're sitting in space. We might be sitting somewhere else. And the space. way things look in on space. this couch in space. Stay tuned.